Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing today? It's salty coffee. What's going on? Relationships, relationships, adult relationship. You know, because we have relationship with our kids, and our siblings, and you know the little young ones. But what does adult relationship means? I'm just gonna give it some time for people to walk in. It is June 28th, 2022, and later on in an hour, I will be discussing um, the gubernatorial election in New York City um, with the one question that they had, but that's going to be at 9 o'clock within an hour. So this one, I'm hoping if it goes over the uh, 9 o'clock hour one, uh, we'll just continue to talk about relationships and we got that but um relationships if anybody is here can tell me what their definition is because you know we, we have relationships with workers with people with our jobs let's see definition The condition or fact of being related, connection or association. I have a relationship with uh, uh, Apple products, or uh, I guess, I don't know, <laughs> with the company itself. Uh, connection by blood or marriage, kinship, a particular type of connection existing between people related to or having dealings with each other. So I know I'm early, um, and that's fine. I'll give time for people to walk in um, because this does start at eight, and you know how that goes. But um, I'm going to go ahead and hi Terry, how are you? I'm Salty Coffee. Um, I'm from the Bronx in New York, and I'm just gonna have a little open talk about relationships, adult relationships. Um, can two adults support each other without any hidden agendas? I have um, encountered networking with other people in the podcast world as a podcaster or attempting to be a good podcaster. And sometimes people mistake the relationship of a person who's interviewing and the person, you know, like, my purpose of this podcast is to support women, pretty much. Um, even though I support everyone equally, but through COVID, the main purpose was to support women, particularly. Um, and then women who work in the working field, um, just for them to find out ways of making uh, multiple incomes and to find out ways. But it seems like when you are a woman and you're supporting other women it just seems that they take that out of content and in, and in some cases I have been unsuccessful because they are thinking that I'm doing it to get something back because unfortunately in this world that we live in there has to be some some trickery or something you know that's how people will take it and I'm not gonna say everyone that I've interviewed in my podcast because my podcast is more of a interview session type of thing, more so than just having a conversation. 
but I'm getting more into the conversation and getting to know more people and networking um, more off. But yeah, so some people take that relationship very, in a very uh, weird way. Um, they don't get it. And, and I'm trying to understand, and maybe I just need to do more research. I'm just trying to understand why adult relationships, you know, people are so cynical. I mean, I'm from New York. If anybody's cynical, that would be me. <laughs> but um, yeah, like everyone that I've tried to network with, they automatically maybe assume that I just want to do it for, for follows or for shares and likes and it's nothing like that at all. Um, I've given more information about, you know, how to invest and how to um, find means and ways of making more money out of your regular nine to five and people don't take that, you know, I don't know, but we'll see where I'm just, it's 8.01 and this talk would have started at eight o'clock but Brian thank you for being around and hanging in there um but you tell me uh what do you think relationships adult relationship what does that mean to you and can two adults support each other I'm sorry for the background noise but I'm in New York and this is what it is um there's just no silence here but that will be changing soon <laughs> um and later on I'm I'm at nine o'clock I'm gonna Wow. <laughs> I don't know if you hear that, Brian, but that's kind of loud. Hopefully you don't hear it. Um, you know, what, what, what is it about people supporting each other and it failing? <laughs> wow. Do you hear that, Brian? You hear that motorcycle? This is what I have to go through in the city. I feel like I live in like some village in, you know, Caribbean island or something with the noise in the background. But anyway, um, all right, I'll play your message, Brian. Yeah, I definitely heard that one, that last <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, man, it's New York. I don't want to tell you. I can't wait to get the book out, but it's, it is what it is. But anyway, um... Yeah, so I will be playing, um, I don't know if, if you have a mentor that you can um, recommend or suggest, not, not so much a mentor, but someone that you listen to or podcast that you listen to. Um, I listen to a motivational speaker, Les Brown, and I will be playing a little bit about his, the power of relationship message uh, to all of us, because um, I think it's important for people to understand that relationships are so important and we when we're younger i'm 52 but when we're younger we really don't know what the hell we're doing and we just want to go out there and have fun and you know we I, I don't know as a woman i never really had any like lots of friends and that's one thing that i really admire about men men have this ability of keeping their friendships and their bonding with their friends more so than women do. And I don't know why that is, but when I was married, you know, my ex-husband, he was still friends with his elementary school neighborhood friend, you know, and it was always the, the husbands that stuck together and the wives just follow through. And I think it's amazing 
that men are able to do that. That men are able to, I'm, I'm not sure women really do that. Like we, once we marry, it's like we detach ourselves and we just become one with our husbands. But husbands have this way of just keeping that bond with their friends. Really? 52? You definitely do not sound like you're 52. You sound like you're like in your late 20s, early 30s. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for the compliment. But yeah, I'm, I'm 52. I have a 26 and a 30-year-old. Yeah, could you imagine living in the Bronx and sounding like I'm 20-something and I'm 52? <laughs> That's hilarious. That you. A, a lot of people say that. And... My response to that is I never smoked. Um, maybe that's why. And um, that's pretty much it. That's all I can really say. Um, other than that, um, part of my job, um, I'm going to retire in three years, but part of my job was speaking over the phone. So I think maybe that's why I talk a lot. <laughs> Sometimes it gets a little boring because, you know, after technology. So can you imagine when I started my job in 1990, there was like no computers, no World Wide Web. There was a, one fax machine and that was it. So, you know, with technology, uh, luckily for me, I typed like 120 words a minute. You know, I'm just like banging those emails. So. Most of my job now is answering emails, which I actually probably type faster than I speak, which is interesting. I'm, I'm very talented on that. <laughs> yeah, God bless you for not smoking then. Uh, yeah, me too. Uh, I never smoke. Maybe that's why people say I have a voice of a 15-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> like I have no bass in my voice. That could be it. Yeah, that could be it. But um, speaking of that, of you know, young, um, I, I pulled out an article from Psychology Today where they talk about how we've, it says we fall in love in the toddler brain, the emotional, impulsive, and volatile limbic system, which reaches, which, blah, blah, which reaches structural maturity by the age of three. So I, I thought that was interesting because then it says, we stay in love in the profoundest and most stable part of the adult brain, the prefrontal cortex, which reaches full myelination at around 28. So you must be like 24, 25, maybe 26. So it says, toddler love is filled with wonder and joy at first, but inevitably reeks of conflict and pain due to the self-obsession and inability to see other people's perspective. Adult love rises from our deepest, most humane values of compassion, kindness, and nutrients based on the ability to understand our partner's perspectives for adults in love. Being, being protective is more important than being protected. So I thought that was interesting, that it would say for adults in love, being protective 
is more important than being protected. So that's from Psychology Today. It's an article. And what do you think about that, Brian? What, you know, since you're, you know, oh, he's gone. Anyway, hi, Dark Truth. How are you? <laughs> Stay true, good, good knowing, is it? How are you? Oh, God knows. Sorry, it just cuts off because it's a long name. But I'm going to um, go ahead and play uh, The Power of Relationships by Les Brown because Les Brown is a motivational speaker that I follow. Um, and I think it's important to just share that. But if you have, what I was saying earlier was that I have tried to network with other women and it turns out that um, most of them are not understanding the 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 power that a, a group of women will have when they have uh, when their way of thinking is aligned you know together um les brown says you know if you're not moving forward you're not hanging out with people that are smarter than you um, sometimes you need to look at that and reflect on yourself to make sure that you are, you know, in a place where you are improving on your goals and what it is that you want to pursue in life. But um, I'm going to go ahead and play it since a couple of people came in, left, but that's fine. Later on at 9 o'clock... Um, I want to go over a little bit about the uh, Roe versus Wade um, decision because in New York State, somehow something leaked over where they are going to push hard so that New York State continues to have abortion legal. And the question for elections to the candidates were, would you have, uh, would you be okay with New York taxpayers to pay for the transportation of people from other states to come into New York to get their abortion. So that's gonna be at nine o'clock tonight. Today, I wanna to talk to you about the power of relationships. And the, those relationships that you're involved in, the personal relationships, the professional relationships, of people that you socialize with. I wanna to talk to you about how to begin to look at and evaluate your relationship and ask yourself the question, is this a relationship that I need to continue or to deepen? When you begin to look at relationships, studies indicate that people rub off on you, that you know that you earn within two to $3,000 of your closest friends. See, people who earn $100,000 a year. Don't hang out with people who earn $20,000 a year. You've heard the saying, birds of a feather flock together. And this time where, where people have to learn more, where they have to challenge themselves, that average is over, where people are being replaced by technology, this is a time that you want to have a game plan for yourself, being in growth mode, growing, developing yourself mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, and aligning yourself with people who are doing the same thing. 
See, if you're around people who don't have goals and don't have dreams and, and they don't have a sense of purpose and direction, that will begin to rub off on you. And so as you look at your relationships and you assess them, ask yourself this question, what is this relationship doing to me? Am I growing mentally and emotionally and spiritually? Dr. Dennis Kimbrough out of Atlanta said something that's very important. He said, if you are in a relationship with people that you have more knowledge, more skills and abilities than they have, you need to get some new relationships. Absolutely, because those people are going to bring you down. No, look at yourself and ask, is this relationship stretching me? And I'm, am I growing mentally and emotionally and spiritually and financially? Is this a relationship that's holding me accountable? Is this a relationship that, that brings out the best in me? See, it, it, as you look at yourself and look at your goals, relationships are very important. Why? Because in order to make it in this era that the late Peter Drucker calls the era of the three C's, accelerated change, overwhelming complexity, and tremendous competition, you need to be in alignment with people that you can grow from, people that will challenge you, people that will push you outside of your comfort zone so you can discover the truth of who you are. In order to make it today, you can't do it by yourself. You wanna create collaborative, achievement-driven, supportive relationships. That's what's required today. You don't wanna be a standalone because the demands of this world now are greater than they've ever been before. I was at the bank this morning and as I was waiting for a transaction, I, I noticed so many empty, desk and I asked the one person that was handling my transaction and other people that were in line, I said, well, where are the other people here? Oh, they've been released. Is that right? So I said, well, do you have a game plan for you? She said, yes. I said, good. It's better to have a, a game plan for you and not need it than to need it and not have it. So technology has replaced most of the people in the bank where I go. And, and that's happening all over the place. According to the Department of Labor, over 20,000 people are losing their jobs every day. Many corporations have independent contractors. Why? So they don't have to pay them health benefits. So when you look at yourself, look at your goals and begin to look at your life and your future, are you expanding your growth, development, your skills, your knowledge, your abilities? See, Robert Shula said something years ago. He said, you either expand or you are expendable. I remember when one of my sisters, uh, she was at work, a job she'd been in for around 22 years. And, and she used to bring work home. And finally, one day when Sharon came to work, they told her, listen, your job is is being taken over. We have eliminated this department, but you must train your replacement. And my sister being defiant, she said, I'm not gonna train her for my job, no. She have to learn herself just like I did. And then they told my sister Sharon, said, listen, train her or you won't get your severance pay. Mm. 
you know, that's just like deciding to divorce somebody and 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 they uh, come to you and say, look here, I, I, I want a divorce from you, but I want you to train my new husband what not to do. <laughs> or, or, <laughs> or my new wife. <laughs> you say, what? You about to make me lose my mind up in here, up in here. <laughs> and so there's some relationships that it works for that other person, but you have to ask the question, is this relationship working for me? See, there are some relationships, there are people who are always there when they need you, but when you need them, you can't find them. You know, Dr. Howard Thurman, who was a mentor of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and Abbott Schweitzer and Mahatma Gandhi, he said there are three primary questions that one must ask oneself in life. Number one, where am I going? And number two, who's going with me? And if you ever ask those questions in the wrong order, you'll be in serious trouble. And so decide, make it clear to yourself, where am I going? Uh, and what is it I need to do what kind of person do I need to become in order to accomplish this dream, this vision that I have of myself outside of my comfort zone? Because in order to do something you've never done, you've got to become someone you've never been. You've got to die to who you've been to give birth to who you ought to become. And as my son John Leslie would say, ask yourself, who should I count on? And who should I count out? I want you to make a note of this. Practice the principle of OQP, only quality people. From this day forward, I, I want you to think about the relationships in your life, your positive relationships. These are relationships that bring the best out of you, that challenge you, that inspire you. And then there are toxic relationships. These are relationships that drain you. These are the emotional vampires. These are relationships that are very critical of you. These are the relationships that could bring the worst out of you. And ask yourself the question, do I need to do this? And I want you to think about this quote, let go or be dragged. If you have some relationships in your life that no longer serve you, relationships in your life that these people are compromising your ability to be ambitious and have dreams and goals. These people are major distraction in your life. These people are relationships that don't have any purpose and meaning other than socializing and having a good time. No. Form relationships with people that you can grow from, people that will challenge you, people that make you feel good about yourself and you do the same for them. Yeah, you have something special and to bring out your specialness, surround yourself with people, OQP, only quality people. So that was Les Brown, and he's a motivational speaker that I follow um, for many, many years. I mean, Les Brown is probably not known too, too much from younger crowd, but 
What do you guys think? OQP, positive relationships. Remove yourself from toxic and people who are uh, emotional vampires. Listen, sometimes you got to do. By the way, I am 52 years old. I have uh, two grown adult daughters and that relationship. Sometimes even your own family members, you have to sometimes remove yourself from them too. But we have some messages and I'm going to play them. And I, I want you to think about what you thought about Les Brown and what he said in his message. And what does um, adult relationship to you? So the reason I have this talk is because in the process of me starting this podcast, um, by the way, my website is www.saltycoffeepodcast.com. Um, and I started it during the COVID. And the reason I started the podcast was to provide resources and information to workers who had lost their jobs and finding other ways of making money. And to teach the people who have been working at my place of employment what to do with their current um, investments that they had so that they can learn cryptocurrency and Bitcoins and stuff like that and invest more and how to make money while they're still at work or in the process of retirement. So I'm retiring in three years. I'm 52 now. so. I'll be retiring in at 55. Well, how you doing today, Saudi Coffee? I listened to a part when he said, if you're in a relationship with somebody who you have more intelligence, more than them or something like that, then you need to get with He said something like, you need to get with somebody else. You're not growing. Here's the illogical part where he said, there's always going to be some women are naturally hypergamous just in general. So they're going to look for somebody with something like more than them, such as money, more resources, more financial. They're not going to look for somebody who got less than them. So there's always women. So there's always going to be somebody with more than them because that's what they're looking for. For an example, let's take men and women. He said, if you're not in a relationship, so you got more than them. Okay. Um, and when two people are together, somebody is going to, uh, a woman is getting with a man who can teach her something. Right? Cool. So if the, if the man got more knowledge than her and more whatever than her and he can't do then what about the man? Let me continue that. So that means that even though she got what she wanted because the man has more knowledge than her to teach her, he didn't get what he wanted. Right. Because he's with somebody that can't teach him nothing. Right. To a certain extent, this is according to this guy philosophy. So he need to get a new relationship. So this cycle, what I just explained, keep going around and around to nobody's with nobody because everybody is trying to. It's almost like it's almost like when somebody say, um, I'm your um, I'm your what is that word women say? I'm your upgrade. That's the word. Yeah. But if you if I'm your upgrade, here's the problem. You're not my upgrade. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? If everybody went with that philosophy, nobody would be with nobody because everybody is somebody's upgrade or downgrade. You feel what I'm saying? So let me say it again. If a female say you're my upgrade, that man is my upgrade. Here's the problem. You're not his upgrade. You're his downgrade. So he, what do you got to do? Go to some other woman he's trying to find. That's I get that. I get, I get what you're saying. But I also heard that he said with those people that you surround yourself with, you should also be growing spiritually together. So me personally, and this is my opinion as a woman, if I'm seeking um, 
to learn from, let's say, a man, you know, because that's just a relationship, you know, it's just a man. I'm also seeking um, for them to teach me, you know, spirituality. I'm also wanting for maybe both of us to learn together at the same time. Um, I get what you're saying in his philosophy and what in that statement that he said. I totally understand your, of course, you also know, and we all know that men think differently than women. And I get that. But when it comes to relationship, this could have been with uh, uh, your son and daughter, um, mother and father relationship as well. So I, I'm not necessarily looking at his message just based on a, you know, intimate, intimate man and woman relationship. I'm, I'm also looking at it from a work perspective because he talked about that. Um, I'm also looking at it from a, a healthy perspective. Like it's not good to be around people who just want to socialize and drink. <laughs> like, and these are adults. These are your friends. These are your your constituents from work. So I get what you're saying. I got it. Then let me continue that. So that means that she's going to go somewhere else because he is not her upgrade. He's her downgrade. So now she's going to look for somebody else and he's going to look for somebody else, a man that's her upgrade. The problem is, is that now he is his downgrade, even though he is her upgrade. See the cycle what's going on. That's why that part he said don't make sense. Nobody will be nobody. I get it. Vader Sloan, how are you, Sloan? Long time no see. Stay good, God no. How how are you doing? Um, is this your first time on stereo? Are you new? King David, hello. Um, anybody else? Um, have I know some of you came in late, but can two adults support each other without any hitting agendas? And I'm not talking about women-man relationship. I'm talking about networking, business, um, parental relationship, you know, son-daughter, uh, mother-daughter. I'm talking about those relationships. Um, and what does adult relationship mean to you? Um, I had mentioned something about uh, an article about psychology today and the last sentence of the first paragraph says, for adults in love, being protective is more important than being protected. What do you think about that, Dark Truth? That statement, for adults in love, being protective is more important than being protected. I'm sure you have your opinions on that um, since you're very vocal on it. Um, Sloan, where you been? It's been a long time. Chris. Custo. Bader, you going to class? <laughs> I'm also going to talk about later on um, about the New York State primary elections and the candidates. Mr. Icon, welcome. You just missed a, a nine minute, the power of relationships by Les Brown and some people left their comments. Um, Dark Truth didn't agree with part of what Les Brown had to say when it came to you when okay so Les Brown says let's get down with the OQP only quality people we need to stay with positive relationships 
We need to be um, removing ourselves from toxic people. He said, let go or be dragged. Um, he also mentioned there are two questions that you need to ask yourself. Where am I going and who am I going with? And if you ask yourself those questions in the wrong order, you're, you're, <laughs> you're head to disaster. Two adults will support each other without any hidden agendas. Hmm, let me figure that one out. Well, signs point to no, says my little eight ball. <laughs> <laughs> They're all completely wrong here. They're all completely psychos. <laughs> yes. Don't walk across a bridge of water if you plan on diving in. <laughs> Diving will do. <laughs> Just don't dive on a two-feet pool of water. <laughs> Make sure it's very deep. But yeah, so um, Dark Truth had mentioned that he did, did not agree with that statement because he feels that if you remove yourself, if, if you can only be with people who are more knowledgeable and educated and smarter or intelligent than you are, then once you reach that plateau that that person will then move over to the next person and then that person will move over to the and that women in particular or maybe not i don't want to put words into his mouth but uh dark truth did say that what happens is it just becomes a cycle where people will just end up alone i didn't see or hear that message from les brown but um I could see why dark truth um, and I understand why he would see it that way because um, the message when when you think there there's a maybe because I'm 52 and I don't know if that makes a difference but for me the way I see why dark truth sees it that way is I'm 52 I pretty much don't give a shit anymore about anybody <laughs> And that's just how I see life. I do care um, of where other people are going now. Like I know where I'm at and I'm comfortable where I'm at and, and I'm doing what I gotta do for me and I've done that. But now I'm trying to help other people. So the reason why I had pur purposely this talk is because in the process of trying to help other people, some people are cynical they're resistant and they really don't get it you know they don't get that there's a way to make money without having to work they don't get that there's many ways of of looking for resources that are available for uh free education or free you know whatever is people are just very resistant in wanting to learn there's so many that anything that's gonna make you better to be honest with you is for free out there and and whenever you see something where you have to pay that doesn't necessarily mean that you're gonna get the results the end results that you want how you doing south to coffee thanks for speaking hello everybody in the uh conspiracy in the end the in the, in the <laughs> listeners audience and uh can two adults support each other?
If you say no, I feel bad for you. You don't have nobody. And that sucks. But, I mean, you, you get what you give, right? So if you're one of those people that needs an agenda in order to be around somebody, expect it back. You know what I'm saying? But I got a whole bunch of people. A whole bunch of people that we we've been rocking for thirty years, um, maybe longer than that, probably thirty five. And no, when the homies call, there's no agenda except for whatever the mission is to help him. And that was that's pretty good that you brought that up because that was one of the things that I brought up earlier before people popped in. That I thought it was admirable that men have the ability of maintaining their friendships from childhood to their entire life. And I think that's something that women can do. Women, once they marry, they really remove themselves from everyone and they become part of their husband's, you know, family or group of friends or whatever. Not necessarily that they they bond with their husbands or their spouse friends, but we pretty much let it go and keep it moving and we focus on our family and our husband. But men have the ability to maintain those friendships. And I always thought that that was an amazing thing. And I, um, quite frankly, sometimes I feel like, hmm, maybe, I don't know, maybe that's something because of the way we were brought up as girls or you know we're i mean again i'm 52 so i had i can only go by how i grew up and i was raised uh, this generation people in their 30s are totally different um and they think differently but anyone else has uh but thank you thank you chris uh cuz cuz Cus Cuchudo, no. <laughs> That's funny. Sloan, you haven't said a word. You must be working. Vader, what's going on? And Doc Truth, tell me, um, how how do you see, do you end up, like, let's say for coworkers, you had mentioned you in the healthcare uh, industry. How does that work with you? Um, like, do you feel that people... Um, can't work together as a team? Uh, do you feel that Les Brown was true about how based due to technology that many people are losing their jobs in in, in the thousands and that, you know, you know, technology has taken over? Um, because I would, I would like to know that. Um, I would like to know people who have relationships with their workers and their colleagues and how does that work for you? Do you uh, disagree with any coworkers, or do you feel that your coworkers are just like useless and <laughs> and and let's keep it at uh, at a gender neutral <laughs> dark truth if possible? Um, because I already oh or maybe not. Just go ahead and state your opinion. It's fine. Well, I'm 48, and I think that it has a lot to do with where you are and where how you grew up. Like, well, I'm in a I'm in a town where 
when I was growing up, it wasn't but 60,000 people here. I think we up to maybe, we not over 100,000 still. And I graduated in 1992. But, um, you know, we ran the streets. We did our thing. And uh, it's funny because here later that my daughter's 30, me and her mama are better friends than we ever were together. And we still friends. And so, and all of her homegirls and cousins, we still like family, family. So, I think, you know, it's harder on city people because y'all move around a lot. Us rural country <laughs> folk, no, we pretty much stay put. And we kind of, you know, love each other easier. I see, I see. Yeah, city people, but, you know, I was married to a city person and, and he literally was good friends with all his and still to this day, they're great friends. And I admire that, that men are able to maintain those friendships from childhood friendships, you know, neighborhood friendships, even when they move out, you know. But I, I could see why you say that, that it in the urban environment, it is more difficult because we are moving constantly. And, and that is true. That is true. Thank you for that. Peace and blessings, peace and blessings to you, Saudi Coffee. That's that queen. And salute to all of the, the kings and emperors and the queens in the audience. Uh, salute to you all. Um, I know I'm just getting here, but thus far, listening to what I'm listening to and reading the caption, uh, I would only say at this particular time that uh, I think it's a matter of what a person person's uh, desires are. Uh, what kind of vision they have for their lives and the, and what kind of uh, circles they want to run in and what kind of connection they really want to have with another individual. Um, if we're doing something that requires a hidden agenda, that is a strong indicator, a very strong indicator that you're not ready to be linked up or connected with someone. So I think when we get to that place where uh, we really make up our minds to do what we know, do what we know is right, uh, whether that's in a relationship that you're pursuing uh, as uh, for a man with a woman or a woman with a man, or just relationships in general between just people. Uh, if you're plotting and scheming, if you got um, some other activities going on that's not conducive to growth and development of a relationship then uh you're out to con you're out to scheme but if when one is truly ready and one should know when one is ready to link up and formulate a bond and go to the next level and not worry about the opinions of others and uh compromise with one another to the extent that they can make it work between themselves without outside interference and i believe uh, in my opinion that would be the best way, at least for me, to go. But uh, great conversation. Thank you, Icon. That was great feedback because sometimes, you know, even at 52 and experiencing many uh, weird relationships, <laughs> um, short-term short relationships, long-term relationships, um, I've experienced them all. Um, I think you know, you're right. Uh, you know, if you come in with the purpose that you're open and you don't have a hidden agenda, 
um, I have a friend who's Muslim and it's from London and she's Jamaican. And, you know, I was very frustrated because at one point someone betrayed me very badly. And she said, I shouldn't change. I should never change. And not because I, I, that's what I said at the time. I was like, fuck that shit. <laughs> I'm not going to give a shit about nobody. And she said, absolutely not. You should never change because someone um, has done you wrong. Um, you should always uh, be yourself, your true self. And, you know, I've taken that advice and I've run with it. Well, I'm, I'm going to answer that question. The first thing I'm going to answer is, and I am in the medical field, as well as in the real estate field. I am a realtor. I'm an investor. I'm a landlord also. You know what I mean? And one thing I learned in seeing the medical field, because I predominantly work with women all the time, because women are a lot predominantly in the medical field. And one thing I see is that in a facility, let's take CNAs in a facility, they actually give them their own individual assignment. And it's a reason why they do that, because uh, people cannot work together. See, the, the, they can't see the women try to work together as a team all together on the same job, which usually don't work because become cliquish and too competitive. And women naturally don't want to take accountability and responsibility. See, with men, we understand that. Right. So we work as a team, but we work individually as a team, what that means is we work on individual parts, being responsible. Let me continue that. We as men, we work on individual pieces. So that way we together, when them individual pieces are done, it, it was a team collaborated effort because each piece need to be worked on. And we need somebody we need to be accountable for our piece that we're working on so we can find out the problem quickly of when something go wrong. That's how men think. That's why men are more individualized, which capitalism, men are capitalists and women are socialists. And that's why women try to push socialism because there's no accountability in it because because you can't really pinpoint who's accountable, who's responsible for the bullshit because it's all worked in together like a salad. Where men, we want to be individualized as a team so we can quickly pinpoint of where something was fucked up and we can go straight to the individual hold them accountable and responsible for that it's the difference so no women cannot work together men can work together more than women as we've seen on the reality show bear claw island where the um they had to shut the show down because women so let me say i think men in compare to women Compared to women, we work better together. This is why men kind of invented or invented business because you'll see two companies merge together or two corporations merge. Why? Because they have agreed to work together where there's a win-win situation. You get something, I get something. And, and that's a deal. Sign a contract. And then we hold each other accountable because if you breach that contract, then we go into court to see who is the culprit of breaching that contract to keep everything fair. You know what I mean? So men tend to understand these things. That's why we got legal pieces of paper because we, we understand to work together. Women are not good as that. You know what I mean? This is why some women don't even like male um, female bosses and managers. They rather, there are a lot of women who say, I'd rather have a, a male boss and a manager. I do not want to work under females in a female-dominated Okay. <laughs> um, I totally um, can understand your perspective. Dark Truth, thank you for giving me your perspective and answering the question. 
Um, I think it's important for women to also listen carefully and listen to what men are saying. Um, but I, I, I agree, but I also, um, the place that I work at, I've been there for 32 years and um, the things that women in leadership roles had to endure were nothing compared to what the men had to. So I could see what you're saying about the teamwork and why that works, and I get it because totally our brains are different and, and you, you could, I could agree a little bit about women are more social and men are more, um, I forget what word you use, but um, I don't wanna put more words into your mouth, but um, thank you. Thank you for that perspective on that. Hello, Rashad, how are you? Shout out to Salty Coffee. Can two adults support each other without any hidden agendas? What do we mean support each other? In anything. Whether it be work, networking, music, whatever. Relationships, it's relationships. Adult relationships are just two people interchanging information or uh, it could be two a parent whether with their adult child, um, sometimes children have any agendas too. <laughs> Let me also say this, Saudi Coffee, in the medical field, I feel as though, this is just my opinion because I worked in the medical field for a long time. I feel as though that male nurses overall, I ain't saying there's no good female nurses, but overall, if I had to judge all male nurses and all female nurses, male nurses, and I don't care what level, CNA, LPN, RN, director of nursing, males always are smoother, better, more efficient, um, don't make a molehill into a mountain, more calm under pressure, get the job done, look at the big picture. They're, they're more like that. Uh, I'm just saying in general. Now, only time men are not like that, if they kind of sweet or gay, then they just like the women. Same thing. <laughs> men are more or less gossip on jobs. Um, women talk too much. They click clack. They competition. They can't get along. They don't want to help each other because they're in clicks. Um, she. I, I, um, agree on some of that. <laughs> oh my God. Dark truth. You're so passionate about, uh, the describing of them, but yeah, thank you for that because on a real, on a real uh, serious note, that is true. That is true. Um, but yeah. God damn, who was that saying that? Was that? Yo, that was a message, my guy. Oh, okay. Dark, I don't be knowing about dark truth, young. Dark truth, young. You know about me, cuz? I've been hearing about you. You be saying some things, bro. I'm, 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 I agree with some of it, but it's just how you delivered it. No, Dark Truth is just passionate about, you know, what he, his opinion is. That's all. Um, did, did you guys lose me? Am I still here? <laughs> when you put the word hidden agenda in there, it made me just feel like it had something to do with like men and women and <clears throat> like relationships like yeah. that. But if you're saying any type of thing, yeah, we could. I don't like hidden agendas, but I know what you mean. 
a lot of times people will be like, all right, all right, yeah, I'm going to do this for you because I'm going to ask for you for something later on. You don't know I'm going to ask for that, but I'm going to ask for that because I did this for you. I mean, people are kind of like that. I don't know if people know they're like that, but that's definitely an ingredient in society where we remember we can be like that. So, yeah, so that that was my whole point of the question, because when I started um, doing podcasting and trying to network with other people, um, they didn't understand my purpose. And my purpose is not to charge people. And my purpose is not to um, put people out. You know, my purpose is just to support really 100 percent truthfully and genuinely with no charge. So people, they didn't understand that. They, the women either thought I was trying to hook up with them, which I'm not gay. <laughs> so I didn't understand that part. But, you know, a lot of people think because I am 52 and single that that's where I'm going at. Um, in addition to, you know, men too. Like a lot of men when i'm trying to help them they're like oh, what's up what's going on but um no this is two adults uh it could be your adult daughter and your your relationship with her um it could be just anybody but what does adult relationship mean to you well I, earlier i had played the power of relationship by les brown and he basically said you know we have to be down with the oqp only quality people be around surround yourself with positive non-toxic people and and some of us know that but sometimes we fall into the trap of ending up with toxic people um and 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 you're only gonna be around toxic people if you're just toxic yourself right i got a question saudi coffee when you say without hitting agendas Hmm. Is that kind of like the same question as can men and women be platonic friends? I'm not talking about family members. I'm not talking about gay dudes with a female. I'm talking about can a straight woman and a straight man be platonic friends? I'm not talking impossible. I'm talking about percentage. Like, is it give me a percentage? Like, would you say, yeah, only 75 percent of the time, but 25 percent? No. Or would somebody say 90 percent of the time? No, but 10 percent? Yes. Um, would it be, oh, no, 80% or nah, or is it 50-50? Or would you say, nah, they can totally 100% be friends but no hidden agenda? Is that the same kind of question? Does Can a men and, straight men and straight women be platonic friends with no agendas? Is that possible? Can two platonic friends, yeah, uh, with no hidden agenda? Yeah. I have I have male friends that you know, I don't want anything other than their support as a friend for them to be there to listen, for me to be there to listen to them. Like what? I'm not sure. I don't do percentage. I'm not a statistic data based person. So I just live my life. I go to work. I come home. I get a paycheck and I live my life. Um, I'm not into data. I'm just trying to get a little perspective from men and women in mostly in the business industry or in the money making or in the podcasting industry like this one um to get a perspective of why people think that because i'm being helpful that i have 
some hidden agenda. Like I'm gonna come back with like, oh, what do you want from me? And then when they realize there's nothing there other than the real support and genuine support, they're like, oh, okay, this makes sense, you know? But I don't expect anything from anybody when I give my purpose. My purpose is to help others and support them. That's pretty much it. Salty coffee. You the only version of coffee that I actually like. And hey, you a cancer too, right? Fellow cancer. It's our time to shine. I am not a But cancer. on to your topic. Um, can, two, <laughs> can two adults pretty much uh, support each other without a hidden agenda? Yes, they can. I got to be real with you, though. If it's not a relationship, if there's no hidden agenda, one of the adults can't be that attractive. So I'm going to just talk from a man's standpoint. Usually if a man is supporting a woman without a hidden agenda, because he's unattractive. But <laughs> nine times out of ten, if she is attractive, his hidden agenda is, is, is always to smash. Nine times out of ten, if he's supporting her. I, I know it sounds messed up. I know it does. But... No, I'm not a cancer. Um, don't know where you got that from. <laughs> um, but thank you for your opinion. Um, and I'm I'm listening. Oh, all right, this is funny. So you could use this type of idea and question in a lot of ways. And maybe this is in the same world. But when you just said how you said women thought they were trying to you were trying to hook up with them. It's like, wow, you really think that's my hidden agenda? That really blows me just as adults in general, um, because men and women, um, I can't really engage too far with women without my woman thinking that there's a hidden agenda or even that woman thinking a hidden agenda. So I do think <clears throat> that element of hidden agenda is an annoying reality now that you're making me think about it, because sometimes when you find out that people think that that's what it is. And you got to waste time convincing them that that's not what it is. It's like, ah, oh, this ain't even worth it no more, bro, man. Fuck it. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's the whole thing when it comes to business and in the industry that um, most of us in here fall into. You know, um, yeah, like it can get really, I don't know if you were here when I said this, but in, in supporting um people that I have interviewed, they literally thought that I was, you know, trying to get into their panties and I'm not gay. <laughs> so it's like weird to me, but I'm, I'm, I'm listening. I want people to tell me more of their opinion about this because, um, I just want to make sure I'm not going crazy. Um, but are there still people, good people out here? Yes, there are still good, some good people out here who legitimately are just here to support other people. Her truth is speaking pretty much what I was speaking. I think men, for the most part, can't do that, dog. And I don't know if this is drifting the conversation that way, but I think women can do it and men can't. Men will say they can, but secretly they're like, shit, but ah, fuck if she wants. Now, you said something very important, Saudi Coffee. See, now here's usually, and I'm talking in generals. In general, women make that mistake because you said, yes, I have men where I can just listen to them. See, you have it. See, usually the woman will say that. 
but that has nothing to do with the man. See, how do you know? He actually might like you like that because the old test is somebody will ask you if you were to spread your legs and let him have it, would he go for it? If the answer is yes, then that means he's just being respectful and controlled because he want to keep the respect. But he really like you, even though you don't like him like that. I'm just talking to anybody, no matter a man or a woman. So I'm saying is that uh, is one person staying in their respectful boundary, even though they like you, or maybe they picking a time where they want to cast their their game, or they just see it's always what are they really truly platonic? See, I could say that a gay guy and a and a woman can be platonic, but a straight man, a straight woman, usually some. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're saying gay a gay guy and a woman can be platonic and be friends? You don't think gay people would like to hit a woman too? Like that's see, that's where I I I'm not understanding that part. And again, maybe it's because I'm fifty two, maybe it's because of the way I grew up, maybe it was because of the, the environment I was surrounded by. But um thank you for your input on that because you're not the first person that tells me that. But um, I do believe in platonic uh, relationships between a man and a woman. I do believe that can exist. Respectfully. What's going on, Salty Coffee? Hey. Now, of course, I think men and women can be friends without having some kind of hidden agenda behind it. I, I, got, I got lots of female friends that are pretty hot and I, I don't want to bang them but I've known them so long that they're just they're just friends I have I'm not I'm not attracted to them like that um as part of statistics you can't really get statistics without doing some type of study I mean you could take a a guess but I mean yeah it could be done and, and we see it done every day every time you go to work you see men and women getting along in purely platonic relationships unless you're in an office where everybody's banging i'm just saying <laughs> unless you're in an office where everybody's banging okay so then okay i have another talk at nine i'm probably just gonna um the i'm just letting you guys know that the topic might change um so i'm just gonna go through the messages usually Somebody likes somebody, but somebody somebody's not saying it all because they want to stay respectful. So, but I think sometimes a woman think it's platonic because he haven't shown no signs yet. Keyword yet, and he might never do it. He just might spend that respectful boundary because he know it's going to destroy the relationship once it gets out. So, is that really truly platonic, or somebody just standing in their boundary? Oh, I totally understand what you're saying, Dark Truth. I, I believe that. Um, I'm just saying that's never happened with me. <laughs> What's going on, Salty Coffee? So, adult relationships. I myself can be friends with someone of the opposite sex and help them without any hidden agendas. Um, I have multiple male friends who you know, are cool with me and there's no hidden agendas. We're just cool trying to help each other, you know, eat off the same plate. You know what I mean? What's up, mama? Hi, Bree. How are you? Thank you for stopping by and giving your your opinion and, and, and the way you have platonic friends with no hidden agenda. And that's great that you do have male friends that you can support 
and they understand that there are boundaries and you're not trying to hit it and they're not trying to hit it with you. Um, but then again, you, you said eat from the same poopoo platter, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm just joking. Yo, I don't know where I got there from either. <laughs> That's your embarrassing moment, man. I guess I had my fingers crossed, toes crossed that she was a cancer. But I, I, I don't know. I think I had heard that in the show or something, but I don't know. That's crazy. But, um, yeah, like, and, and another thing, yeah, if, um, if there is no hidden agenda and she is attractive, then, you know, she must be married to something or have a boyfriend and he's respecting, you know, their relationship or he has a girlfriend and he's married. So he's respecting his own relationship. Then I'll admit there's no hidden agenda. You know, he's just supporting you as a friend. But yeah, if he's single and she's single, yeah, man, that, that support is most of the time disingenuous, you know, but. Thank you, Nico. And thank you for clarifying that I'm not a cancer. <laughs> I don't know where you got that from, seriously, um, because I've never said anywhere what I am or maybe I have, but who knows? Oh, by the way, Saudi coffee, most men in general, usually their female friends, they think that are attractive. I ain't saying they trying to get with them. I ain't saying I'm just saying usually the so-called so-called friends that um a male so-called have female friends they're usually all attractive why because if the possibility came to they will be a potential see we don't have the word platonic in our invisible dictionary women do like you said <laughs> yes they can be platonic yeah we got the word potential y'all got the word platonic so each female friend that we have is a potential not that we will ever carry there but she is a potential because we think she already attractive that's why we friends with her <laughs> i got that very good. <laughs> when Stereo first started Salty Coffee and I was, everybody was on here, my objective was to follow everybody. And I don't know how to follow every female that seemed cool and kind of watch them and then do shows with them, talk to them and stuff. And everybody perceived it like niggas was trying to fuck, but some people were on this joint trying to fuck, so. That is true. And sometimes you have to get away from it. Um, I know I left for a whole year. <laughs> because it was just getting a little out of hand but yeah thank you for sharing that and i'm glad that um you learned that really quick and that you know th there's boundaries well i've been listening to a lot of the comments and remarks and stuff but you can only live by your own conviction right um if you're the type of person that uh has a hidden agenda you're probably gonna think everybody has a hidden agenda right mm -hmm. uh, back in the day we didn't say people had hidden agenda you would say man that person think they slick you know <laughs> but everything slick don't slide right. you know what i'm saying and when we found out you was about that we became slicker than water mixed with oil on a gas can Damn. you know what i mean now you open yourself up play because one thing I never did was I never treated nobody like they was a dummy. And then they turned out and be uh, a genius. See, I don't play myself. Yeah, and that's what Les Brown said. You know, you have to be around quality people, you know, to, to know quality people. Like you have to be a person with good qualities in order for you to be around. Like, 
I guess you would only know that if you are that, right? But that's that's great. Um, you you sound like you're from the Bronx, like you grew up and was raised in the Bronx. Slick. <laughs> uh, in my humble opinion, I would also say there's a there are a lot of valid points that's being made, undeniable facts uh, that are being uh, presented to the table. I know it's a matter of perspective and one's uh, personal experience. Uh, in the relationships that they have developed uh, with other individuals, um, whether same sex or opposite sex, meaning, you know, just dealing with individuals as human beings. I think, in my opinion, that it's a rarity to find those who have elevated in their consciousness uh, past the point of what is is uh, dictated as to how one should see life and value life. I think through experiences, you do find those who become very um, disappointed and tired with the way they normally do things. And they tend to start to think outside of the box and formulate their own opinions as to how as to how they want to conduct themselves, uh, what they're looking for, what they're not looking for. Uh, but again, it's I think it's rare. I don't I don't know if I could put a percentage to it either. But I'm, I'm quite sure um, in this world that we live in and what we've been subjected to in these social constructs um, through psychological warfare and what we've been reduced to as human beings, most oftentimes you're going to run into people who do have those hidden agendas. So when you do come across someone that you can find genuine over time, because I believe it's a process that we have to go through. Again, we can't really control nobody else's thought. You can only control yours. So if an individual has reached a point where they're tired uh, and they genuinely want to do the right thing, it's a matter of them just making that decision and making the adjustment in their mind and doing what they have to do. Thank you, Icon, for that. I agree. I totally agree 100% um, with that. Uh, we, there's just so many messages. Give me one second, okay? But if you treat everybody like they are genius and then you find <laughs> out they're a dummy, but then you can easily manipulate if you want to, if that's how you build. Me, I just get out the way. I ain't got time for all that. If I got to, if we got to have an agenda, we're going to make a, if I feel like you got to, you have an agenda, we're going to go into business together. We're going to make a, a, a plan. We're going to have some paperwork. You know what I'm saying? That's how you do that. Then that solves all that. Absolutely. I agree. Uh, agenda is what it's called when you're having a meeting, right? But yeah, thank you for that, Chris. Yeah, we know gay people like to hit women. And oh. what's even weird is my my girlfriend's, when I first met my girlfriend, she had a roommate. He was gay. And all the girls were over there all the time naked, mm -hmm. trying to make him not gay. Made me <laughs> want to be almost gay. Yeah, he was. Oh no, him. not that. You know they got a whole dude that's a trans. What ain't he a trans woman? Went into that New York jail or wherever they were and got three girl pregnant. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm yeah, it happened. That definitely happened. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, for people to think that gay people, <laughs> I'm not gonna try to hit me. But yeah, okay. So I'm not gonna repeat your age, but I'm glad to know that. And I think also you speak from that wisdom spot. I think like 
I think when you're 20 and you think you know it all, 30, you start to realize that you didn't really know shit, right? Learn some more. Then 40, you're kind of aggravated <laughs> with what you do know now. And then I think when you get to the 50s and the 60s, you realize you still don't know shit and that yeah. anything's fair game. And, like, what you do know, you do know. And all I know is that my message is long-winded and I'm smacked out this bitch. Good talk, man. I need to come to you. I'm, yo, are you, anyways, this is a good talk. What? <laughs> yeah, Rashad, seriously. Um, you know, the reason why I, I constantly, repeat myself and say that I'm 52 is because people would you know say hey you know how are you 52 and still not know this and it's because my focus for the past 33 years was to raise my daughters make sure that I had um, my investments in place so that I can retire early so and obtaining my degree and you know just really pretty much my priority were, were raising my daughters. So dating for me is new. <laughs> I'm 52. So, you know, but in in the aspects of, you know, oh, I see that the thing changed from primary election. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in a minute. But um, let me uh, finish these messages. Hey, Vader, um, I think you made a mistake on that, Vader. Um, you said at work they're doing it and all that stuff and being platonic. Is Are they really being platonic and working together? Or uh, the policies of sexual harassment and Me Too and it's so zero tolerance that everybody's goddamn scared. You ever thought about that? So they got no choice but to work together in their scaredness. You know what I mean? Or they ain't going to have a job. I mean, which can ruin their career. So which one is it? I think Vader is gone. So I'm, I'm not sure if he's here to respond, but um, we're going to switch the topic in a few minutes. I have two more messages. Ooh-wee. I'm just surprised at a lot of the men's remarks. I'm just surprised at everybody's remarks because it's like everybody thinks that they sexual parts. Mm-hmm. It's like you can't love that person for just that person. Mm-hmm. You get where I'm coming from? I, I don't it. know if any of my girlfriends are hot or not because we've been hanging out so long. And when I say girlfriends, I mean friends that are girls, not like my right. my wife. But we've you. been hanging out so long that, that that never crosses my mind. I get no arousal out of that. Plus, I know I don't want to go into that like that. We friends. They done told me stuff. And I, I don't, uh-uh. No, you did that? Okay. Well, you over there. Can't nothing ever happen. You know what I'm saying with that? <laughs> I know exactly how you feel. I feel the same way. I just didn't understand it. But um, there are three more messages. We're going to hit the new topic in a minute. Let's just close it off with these last three messages about hidden agenda and relationships. Um, when you get a chance, if you just walked in, p- please feel free to go back and listen to Les Brown, The Power of Relationship by Les Brown, and you know his uh, OQP, um, motivational speaker, and only quality people. You know that's that's what the message was about, pretty much. Hey, perfect. How are you? I understand, salty coffee. 
Um, I prioritize my child, and I'm just now in the dating world. Um, I'm 30-something now. But, yeah, I understand. I hope that you had a perfect day today. Peace and love to you. And shout out to the listeners. Thank you. Yeah, you know, um, one of the things while I was raising my daughters is um, I just wouldn't date. Like, that that was just not even, you know, a thing. Um, But I did have a lot of male friends that were supportive. And I think uh, when it comes to that, I think that's so important to have, especially when you have daughters. I mean, their father was there for them, so they had their father. But uh, dating was not at all in the the whole thing. And maybe that's why I still sound young. (laughs) Chris, yo, Chris, that was a total cat. I don't know if my young friends are hot because we've been hanging out so long. That's a total cat. Who do you think you fooling, man? (laughs) Come on, man. Meow. Okay. So those are the messages about relationship. And I just want to say thank you so much for all of those who um, commented, left your, um, your view on relationships. I'm glad that some people took it away from not just woman and man relationship, but, you know, coworker, colleagues, team building, networking, um, especially when we do this podcasting um, world that we're in. But the next topic now, um, I, I did a New York today is the, I guess at 10 o'clock, we'll find out who our new governor, who will be the candidates for the governor gubernatorial election in New York State. So the primaries is today. So today is when they actually, um, that's why it's so important to, to vote on the primary elections because this is the time where people will go and then vote for the candidates that were actually gonna be in the ballot for the actual voting in November. But I want you guys to listen to this because this is going into the overturn of abortion and how actually let me read the article because there's an article i'm not going to talk too much about abortion i just want your um input on what you think as taxpayers do you think taxpayers should be involved in um Oh man, I think I lost it. Um, But okay, I'm gonna play this and you guys tell me what you think. This was the question asked in the debate. Concerned that you lose votes if you do that. You have to be a governor that will make sure New Yorkers are safe in their home. A question on abortion with the Supreme Court apparently poised to overturn Roe v. Wade. Governor Hochul recently allocated $35 million to bolster security and capacity at reproductive clinics. Our question tonight is this, yes or no, should New York tax dollars also pay for travel and lodging for women coming to New York to obtain a legal abortion? Mr. Williams, that question goes to you. Under one administration, of course, we have to do that because we have to lead the nation on people who have to access abortions. I also would have passed two bills put up by women of more color in this legislature, the uh, Equality Act and the um, Equity Fund, which would have primarily helped black and brown women and Thank pregnant you. people. But also, when we're talking about women's rights, the people who are most likely to be evicted in families are women-led. Thank you. The people Ms. who need food are women-led. Thank so you. we need a full discussion on what is needed. All right, well, Ms. Hogan. No, I agree with the public advocate on who we need to be taking care of during this 
But the money I put forth, no other state has done that to bolster, as you said, our own services here in New York. We anticipate a huge number of people coming. I don't support taxpayer dollars being used to pay for transportation, but I'm working with the advocacy groups, the not-for-profits, the corporations to help fill this gap and let people know that this is a safe harbor for people. Okay. Okay. Come you. to New York and we'll protect you. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Swagger. I just want to point out that I have a 100% rating from Planned Parenthood that I believe abortion must remain safe, legal, and accessible. And that New York State should be a leader in the country on regarding safe, legal, and accessible abortions. And we should also be a leader in trying to prevent unintended pregnancies in the first place by funding contraception and education. But just specifically on travel and logic. But I, I don't think we should support travel and logic. We have the highest taxes in the United States of America already. Thank you, Thank you Mr. Swazi. The mental health crisis. So you guys heard that, right? <laughs> there actually, and I lost the the website with the article um, on the legislative page for New York State where they passed a bill, um, not passed the bill, but the article talks about how, how someone in, on June 1st, someone from the congressional uh, party, all the Congress people, somebody from there, and they, they had the name, I just lost the freaking article. But um, they actually warned New York State that, that this was going to be overturned. And immediately these bills were passed because the health uh, care industry, medical industry, um, they knew that they were going to lose their work. And they knew that they were going to you know, lose money from federal, federal funding money for, to provide this service for, for women. So I was surprised that this question was like put in, in, in a topic that was not related to anything re regarding health care. Um, but I was like, what? Like out of the whole bill that was actually proposed, that's not it. It's not just transportation and lodging. Like it's, it's a long bill that, that's going to provide services from tax, they, they want taxpayers from New York State to pay for other people to come to New York State to get abortions safely. So what are your thoughts on that? What, what do you think as a taxpayer? I don't know who's who in here is from New York, but um, how, how does how like New York is, you know, a money making business thing, but a lot of people are going to leave New York just because of this shit, you know, <laughs> not not just because of this, but because, uh, you know, our 33 percent of federal income tax, uh, our income tax, 32 percent goes into the federal. Um, and sometimes that's just a little annoying. But New York State and California are the two highest tax paying um, states throughout the, uh, the United States. But. Tell me, tell me what you think about that. Do if you were if you were running for office as a governor, would you even look at that bill? And 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 why would you? I mean, the last person, last candidate was like, no. Um, no, I, I'm not gonna have. We already paid high taxes. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna sign a bill for New Yorkers to pay for lodging and transportation for them to get here safely. Whew, child. 
It's getting hot in here. Wow. You know what? I'm going to say this because this proves my philosophy of one of the reasons why um, they passed the abortion law. This is, goes into one of my reasons. And that way, I would say, hell no. How are you going to use taxpayer dollars to support people's uh-huh. nasty pleasures of, of, of being promiscuous? Come on. You, can, you have a right to do that, but you don't have a right to use my goddamn tax dollars so you can have your goddamn fun. Come, come on. But I'm going to say... Yeah, the the conservatives love New York to do that because New York is a navy blue, deep, progressive, liberal, democratic state. So a state like, for example, Texas be like, good, y'all pay for them to get these motherfuckers <laughs> liberals out of Texas. The reason why we passed the abortion law is to give another hurdle so they can get the fuck out because we don't want them here anyway. Because we're going to make it illegal to have an abortion. Then we're going to lower the social service, cash assistance and EBT card benefits. So that way they don't want to have a baby here or they want to leave. And want- so passionate, dark truth. Good Lord. Okay, let me continue that. So that way, Texas say, please get out. And then we're going to have a gun-toting um, uh, society in Texas. This is a, a, a conservative culture, and we're trying to keep it here. And people like Maxine Waters is trying to start trouble. Get the hell out. Don't be trying to come to Texas and change our culture to a liberal culture. Go back to California. Go to New York. Yeah, so they hoping New York give rise to there so that way those people can stay there. What is this ab- abortion going, law going to help do is divide, keep people in their sectors. Liberal people stay in liberal states. And 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 um and uh conservative people stay in conservative states and put many hurdles in there because liberals hate guns. So Texas is a gun toting state. Get the hell out, liberals. Go to New York, please get out. Cause we don't want you here anyway. We don't really care about the abortion of babies. We care about you being uncomfortable that you don't want to be here, and we incentivize you to leave. And then we incentivize the conservative people to come and stay. We want you. We don't want the liberal people. Go to New York. Go to Philly. Go to California. But get the hell out of here. I believe that the Wow. Tell us how you really feel, Dark Truth. Oof. <laughs> I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. Um, I personally don't think um, I will be voting for someone who uh, who is um, for it to, to pay for transportation and lodging, uh, let alone uh, the whole process of them doing it. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, I will be in Albany uh, again, advocating for, uh, I got to read the whole thing. I literally just lost it. I lost the bill. Um, I can't find it now. And it's a little annoying not to be able to find it because I want, I wanted to read it out and I, I can't even remember. Uh, But anyway, um, any other opinions about that? Would you pay, would you be okay? that your tax dollars goes into paying for the lodging and um, because a lot of people are pro, you know, they're, they're like not happy about it. So, you know, why should a particular state who's going to change that law within that state um, have the residents of that state pay for people who are living somewhere else comfortably? Um, why should I pay for that? No, I don't think it's going to happen, but you never know in this country, you never know in this state. And I think it's, um, it's kind of sad that we have people who are not, um, thinking clearly of how dangerous this is. 
um, for those states who have potential people who want to do this. Um, I think it's it's really sad because it's it's gonna you know there was so much fighting for it to be safe to be safely done and for it to now you know turn into this chaos thing again it's all about money i don't even think it's about anything else other than money but um new york um i i wish them good luck i mean i'm not gonna be here long hopefully i mean i do want to stay because i love new york um but we'll see what happens so i guess some people don't want to give their opinions but <laughs> that's okay um by tonight at 10 o'clock i would know who would be on the election ballots um so there was three people in the democratic side and three people on the uh, Republican side and those people the primary elections ends today at 10 so we will know who's gonna run um, we'll see I, I do believe that this uh, abortion bill was people think they try to make us think and people think it's for what's a baby when you can my body my choice my free right to choose yeah that's only like 25% I think, don't you know how you can pass a law and use it for A? You pass it on A, but you use it for B, just like the traffic camera lights. It, it was passed on safety and children and people, right, and accidents. But really, they use it for revenue, how much money the red can make. So they'll use people in their empathy to say, oh, let's pass the law on abortion, because, right? But then they use it for something else, and there's a lot of things you can use it for. You see what I'm saying? So I think it's a brilliant plan. This is a brilliant bill that's passed. They really thought about this. It's way more than about killing children and babies and all this stuff. Right. I I do agree with that. Um, it's all about money. Um, I I also know, yeah, some other stuff that I can't talk about here, but um, I found it. I found it. Uh, I found the article, but I'm going to play this one message from who? And hello, who? How are you? Sloan, thank you for hanging in there. Icon, also, thank you so much for hanging in. And Chris and Dark Truth, thank you for your comments and your um, opinions. What's going on? Um, I'm a New Yorker, native New Yorker, and I've also definitely picked up my family and moved out of New York very recently because uh, the down the downfall um, of the city is very real. I'm just completely disgusted with the trains the buses and the overall lifestyle of New York, um, the gun violence. I, I remember the day I left, I think nine people were shot in Harlem, including a basketball, um, a young basketball mm -hmm. star. Mm -hmm. But I think it's one of those things when they pass it, then I'll get angry about, <laughs> get angry about it. Until then, I'm going to reserve my, my emotions because I feel like they, um, they just grasp for stores that controversial things. It's, of course, absolutely ridiculous. There's so many different issues that are affecting New York City and New York State, including affordable housing. Why don't you uh, work on housing the people that live there currently and helping Absolutely. them out, people who want to go to work? So that's my feelings on it. Thank you, who? Um, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm looking at the debate and they had like 30 seconds each to respond to these questions that were so important. And they broke it down to like maybe 10 categories. Um, like, uh, the economic work, um, health and safety, safety and gun violence, and all of this stuff, and um, they you can't really grasp 
anything in 30 seconds, um, you know, with with one of the candidates saying these cookie cutter questions, um, because it's more than that, you know, it's, it's very complicated. But I found the, the bill in response to, uh, and I'm reading the bill, in response to a leaked document authored by Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito suggested the majority of the court has voted to overturn Roe versus Wade. This was in June 1st. New York state legislators passed a series of bills on Wednesday strengthening the uh, productive health care rights of both patients and employees. These six bills have passed the state Senate amidst national uncertainty surrounding abortion access and follow the revocation of those rights in several states. The bills now await the governor's signature, at which point they immediately take effect. Quote, as other states take steps backward by passing draconian abortion restrictions, New York remains committed to protecting the rights of every woman. End of quote. Senator Sean Ryan said in the press release, Quote, this package of legislation creates extra protection for individuals visiting New York in search of abortion health care and strengthens our state's role as a safe haven for women whose reproductive rights are being threatened. End of quote. What's going on, Saudi Crossy? Uh, according to what I'm saying, that the conservative states is hoping New York do this. So everybody, them liberal Democrats, go to New York. What they're doing is around Texas, uh, the states that are bordering Texas all around it, they're also making abortion illegal. So that way, if you try to go to those states all around it, you got to go further and further and further out to the point you got to fly mm -hmm. to a different state. Because what they're saying is, leave this region, leave this area. We don't want you like hanging in Texas or some other state and bordering it and then just go across state line and you're good. Now that's too comfortable, that's too easy, but you'll still be in this area around Texas or around Arizona or around the, the states that are bordering because that's the Bible Belt down there. They like, no, go far away to the point where you don't want to come back and go to the liberal, go to a blue state where like New York, go to there. They'll tolerate all this bullshit, but we're not going to tolerate here. So we're going to make it very uncomfortable because we tell you to leave. You're going to say, this is a free country. I can live anywhere you want. I can wait anywhere. <laughs> so that's what people are going to say. They're going to say, well, I can live anywhere I want. This is a free country. You're right. You can live anywhere you want. That'll mean we're going to make it comfortable for you. Believe me, by the time we get done, you're going to want to leave this state anyway. So you might as well just go to the liberal state right away, right now, and get it over with. Hey. To each his own, right? Okay. So, um... For New Yorkers who work in reproductive health care in any capacity, the following bills have strengthened their rights and safety. Prohibiting medical misconduct charges for performing reproductive. So this is actually for the healthcare worker, the person who's actually conducting the abortion. Prohibiting medical misconduct charges for performing reproductive health care. Bill Senate 90. 9079A, sponsored by Senator Anna Kaplan, protects licensed medical professionals for misconduct charges 
for providing legal abortions to out-of-state patients. So that's the first um, proposal. The second one is protecting of mar malpractice coverage. Similar to the bill above, Bill S. Senate, which is in the Senate, um, 9080B, sponsored by Senator Michelle Hinchy, prohibits medical malpractice insurers for taking action against a healthcare provider in New York State for performing legal abortions or other reproductive healthcare needs. I'm not going to go through all of them. I just want to, I wanted to share with you how we can all go into each state's legislative page and for you to familiarize yourself with the bills that are being passed. Like, let's not wait for the media to tell us what's going on. This shit has been going on for, for days and New York State knew it. Um, for example, uh, when COVID, we all know that the media and everybody and the who, they took, um, oh, sorry. We got fireworks in the Bronx <laughs> or, or gunshots. I don't know. I can't tell anymore. That's how bad it is. But um, when when they declared the COVID, you know, um, New York State knew from September of the year before about COVID. So and they already knew. They already had the plan. They already knew who was going to oversee the COVID tracing and all of that, how much money was going to be funded for the COVID testing and the vaccination. And um, pretty much on yesterday's conversation that I had here on the primary elections, I did mention that Governor Cuomo, which who was our governor before, uh, pretty much was told to leave because he opened his mouth saying that um, forcing and mandating workers to get vaccinated to work is unconstitutional and illegal, and it and it is. So um, they were like, you know what? We know you uh, did some sexual harassment thing, and so we're going to talk about that. <laughs> and then they let it go. Um, they always try to get them with a sexual harassment case, but whatever. And that's that's the political shit we got to deal with in the United States. Now, Saudi Coffee, here's my prediction with the next thing these Bible Belt states are going to do like Texas and Arizona and all the states bordering it. They got they getting together now to uh, uh, make abortion illegal. Definitely. So you can't don't come close to this region. Next, they're going to be like, OK, let's add some, some other hurdles to it to make people leave or don't come uh, a ban ban uh, that the, the, the day after pill or the abortion pill ban that. And also ban um, birth control pills, ban in all that medication. So that way, that's more hurdles to say, I hate Texas. I hate Arizona. I hate the, all these states near it. I hate it. Good. That's what they want you to do. Because that de-incentivize you to come live there. Don't live here. Go to a liberal. There's a lot of liberal states. They're high in crime. And all that crap. Yes, they are. They killing each other just like um who said she left New York because they getting out. They killing each other, right? Yeah, absolutely. I agree. No fight arguments there. <laughs> I agree. Um, but you know, at fifty two, I just hope for the best. Um, I don't live my life, you know, uh, trying to figure it out. But I do want people to know that um, lobbying doesn't necessarily have to be for the richest people. And um, now with technology and 
pretty much due to COVID. Um, there's more information available easily and readily available that we can find online for your state. So just because things are happening in one state, please do not think that it's not gonna happen in yours. Um, that is for sure, because at the end of the day, we all have to remember that we all pay federal taxes. We're mandated to pay federal and we're mandated to pay state. Um, no matter where we work, no matter where we are, or no matter where we live. Um, so also understand that with that said, as we're, and, and the way I see that that's going to happen is there's just going to be, um, this is, this is just me talking and this is just how I see it moving forward, which, um, I'm glad that I don't have any grandchildren right now, um, because I feel really bad, but, um, the way I see it is just going to be so divided that at some point, for example, the West coast is in drought. However, the East coast is bombarded with water. I, I personally don't understand how we just didn't flip up that shit and bring more water to the West coast. Like I don't get it, but it's the divided states of America, if you will. So those are the things that um, we need to be careful about when we say, you know, get the fuck out of here. Like, do your thing. We're going to just, we just don't want you here. And I understand dark truth. I understand and 100% and of what you're saying. However, what I'm saying is, you know, they'll start with that and they're gonna do something else. Um, and, and we have to be aware of what happens in one state is definitely can potentially happen in another. The, uh, that's all I have to say about that. I think Governor Cuomo was a very good governor. Um, I think he was fair. Watching his press conferences in the beginning of the COVID um, situation, pandemic, um, it was it was coherent, and I feel that it was a political move because he cracked down on a particular mm -hmm. religious group's um, weddings mm -hmm. and gatherings mm -hmm. that don't usually get called out for anything they do, and I think that's mm -hmm. why he got fired mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. really, technically, this the situation he, basically to me it was like flirting, um, and I could really care less what Cuomo does behind closed doors. Exactly. But I don't. It wasn't that serious to me that he needed to be fired, but I think he caused the city and a lot of people to lose out on money because he was serious about um, keeping to the pandemic um, precautions and they didn't like that and they got rid of him and it was political. It was all political. I don't think it had anything to do with the sexual harassment case. 100% who I agree with you. Um, it was very unfortunate because he was very vocal. One thing that I do have to say is that um, there are many things that we see in, in public and these people have, um, you know, they have people who actually write their speeches for them. They have people who do the studies for them. They have people and they're just there. They're, that's just their face, the, what we see in the media. But when you're a lobbyist and then you're an activist, um, like myself, there's a lot of things and a lot of bills that go out there that the legislators that we elect in office are not even aware of. You know who's aware of? The 15, 16, 17 year old interns who are in their offices doing all the research. So 
um, when when I go with my group to Albany to lobby for any particular um, topic, it's just it, it amazes me the 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 people who are in office that are elected. Um, you can tell immediately what town they're from, where they're from, who elected them, because most likely, um, in most cases, you know. I'll give you an example. When I used to go, when we used to go to lobby, we spoke to every senator and every assembly person. We just didn't speak to our group and our um, party, right? We spoke to everybody. And they didn't like it because there, there's a thing with the farmers where farmers are not part of the National Labor Board. And they would, well, why are you doing here? This this topic doesn't belong to me and blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, where we get our food from in New York is important to keep it within New York, right? Why is it that you make ice cream in, in the north of New York, upstate, but you're not selling it in the city? Why are you like exporting that shit out? You know, where's that money going to? um we have so many farms in new york new york is just not the five boroughs first of all um so you know unfortunately they're trying to make upstate come up and uh be different and have people come in and i think this thing here is going to be part of that where like dark truth says you know all of the people who who all of the blue people who moved out of new york because they couldn't afford it um, they're probably buying people in. Um, you can get a house in New York's upstate, and that's what's going to happen, you know. But any more comments about this topic, um, please feel free to do so. If you have any questions about New York State or myself, feel free to leave it. Um, by 10 o'clock, I will find out who is going to be the candidate for elections in November. Um, what else? <laughs> I think it's, I think it's sad. I think it's sad that we're so divided um, with everything in this country and we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, but please feel free to go back. Uh, tomorrow, I think I have a talk about... <laughs> Yeah, my topic tomorrow is going to be kind of funny. It's it's not it's funny and it's not funny. Um but it's an experience, uh something that I experienced. So I'll be here tomorrow at 8 um and then I will have another topic about um emptiness syndrome. Uh it's a real thing. Um I have a 26-year-old and a 30-year-old and they finished college and I had plans and then COVID happened. So um, unfortunately I'm still with them, but uh, so I don't necessarily have an emptiness, but I'm gonna give some tips for parents with younger children on what they can do now to plan for your future. So um, if no one has any more comments or anything else to say, um, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for stopping by. Sloan, thank you for hanging in there. You're probably at work. Um, Icon, thank you again for being so supportive. We do uh, learn basic Spanish with Icon and Salty Coffee on Sundays at 9 p.m. Feel free to just stop by and just figure it out and see what, what it is that we talk about. Dark Truth, thank you so much for um, being patient 
and being passionate about, you know, how you see things. Um, sometimes we don't all see the same things as you do, but it's good to know that you do have a perspective of how you see the world in your life. Who, I, this is the first time I see you, I'm gonna start following you. I, um, I, I'm curious to know where you moved and how did that work for you, but we can do it privately or we can do a talk if you want. Um, perfect, thank you so much for stopping by and supporting the Salty Coffee uh, talk today. And stay true, God, no. <laughs> thank you, I, I've ha also never met you before, but um, thank you, thank you so much. Um, feel free to come. Uh, so I do self-care Sundays at 7 p.m. I may not do it this weekend because I will be out enjoying myself for a day off on Monday, but we are gonna do the basic Spanish with Icon and Salty Coffee at 9 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday, right here, only on, on stereo. You know, Salty Coffee, you're right, but it kind of have to be like this because it's coming to a point where we're, there's having two different ideologies and both of them want to pull the country in two different directions you know what i mean and there's a fight between that and this is kind of got to happen it got to happen like this and it's coming to that point where you know if you want to have your ideology of the maybe the liberal mindset ideology you go left if you want the conservative traditional ideology you go right but the problem is is that um, the liberals still want to mix into the conservative areas and the conservatives are saying, won't you go to your area, your, your home, where you can be? But they're like, no, it's crime there. But y'all caused that. Why are you trying to move over here where we got less crime or less? You know what I mean? Don't come over here and disturb our stuff. You know what I mean? So it's like if you want to be in your neighborhood, what you like, go. It's almost like black people, when it comes to a black neighborhood, they don't want to live in there. They don't want to live in a black neighborhood, but they want to be black. I hear you. You know, I I I was born and raised in the hood and I'm okay with it for now, but um I'm 52 and it's just not my cup of tea right now. And and that's only because I see life differently, you know. But I do like to wake up at three o'clock in the morning. I know that I can go to any restaurant and just go eat uh Japanese sushi or whatever. Shit is open twenty four hours. And I don't have to drive everywhere. But, you know, every to each his own. Everybody has their own, you know, not, there are some people like myself who may be a little purple. I'm a little red and I'm a little blue. So I just call myself purple. I'm in the purple party. <laughs> For where are my purple party people? You know, I try to live my life, you know, as best as I can uh, with what I have. And I just want to make sure that my girls are good because I, I live life and, and I don't worry and I don't sweat the small stuff. But I do know that it's important for all of us to know how to lobby and how to advocate and how to um, address what we want for our lives and our children. Right. But thank you again, Sloan, Icon and Dark Truth. And uh, stay true, God. Thank you. You all have a great night and I'll see you tomorrow.